سید المرسلین و خاتم النبین و رحمت العالمین و صلی اللہ علیہ الطاہرین الذین اظہب اللہ عنہم الرجس و تحرہم تطحیرا حسیقم عباد اللہ و نفسی بتقو اللہ Today's khutbah I would like to talk about the situation in India the capital of the world's largest democracy is actually going through turmoil. <clears throat> the BGP, the ruling party, was again defeated in the recent elections locally in Delhi. And the, the, their anger was expressed by targeting the peaceful people who had been protesting for so many months now against the CAA, the Citizenship Amendment uh, Act. One of the leaders of the BJP um, party publicly challenged the police to remove the protesters from an area known as Shaheen Bar in Delhi, that you should do that in three days, otherwise we will remove them. So they will take things in their, in their own hands. He didn't even wait for three days. The same night, you know, there was so, social um, you know, Facebook messages going around in that group that they have to gather and take, um, uh, you know, basically create uh, chaos there. And within hours, uh, Hindu mobs started gathering in some of the areas of uh, where the Muslims are in Delhi. <clears throat> and the police was amazingly sitting there, you know, watching this. And in some cases, they actually join the mobs in uh, destroying the cars and the motorbikes of the people in that neighborhood, and even burning the shops and businesses, which were mostly of those who were Muslims. In some cases, they even entered the masajid and tried to burn it. There are pictures of especially the Quran shelves that they had, which was totally burned. And this resulted in almost uh, 40 people being killed mostly uh, Muslims, and nearly 200 uh, injured. Even the United Nations um, High Commission for Human Rights, um, Michelle uh, Backlet, she expressed her concern in yesterday's meeting in Geneva at the 43rd session of Human Rights Council, where she says very clearly that Indians in huge numbers and from all communities have expressed in a most peaceful manner, their opposition to the act, referring to the uh, Citizenship Amendment Act, and the support for the country's long tradition of secularism. I'm concerned about reports of police inaction in the face of attacks against Muslims by other groups, as well as previous reports of excessive use of force by police against peaceful protesters. 
Although we see in this, uh, especially if you look at the social media, there are some positive stories in this uh, uh, suffering that Muslims are going through at the moment in Delhi, that it seems that these mob were not local people. These were basically, uh, you know, the, the mobs who have been gathered from different parts. And because there were some neighbors, Hindu neighbors actually, who came to protect their Muslim neighbors to the extent of them themselves be injured in that process. And, and not only, uh, there's one report in the BBC that this is an area of the Muslims in Delhi which borders with the UP state. You know, Delhi itself is considered to be a province or a state by itself. And UP is the one side uh, of the border of Delhi. And this is a Muslim area bordering uh, UP side. And one of the officers from the other side, you know, there is jurisdiction issue. The police of one area cannot enter and do anything in the other area unless they have permission. But one of the senior officers said uh, we were watching from the other side, from the UP side. And as long as they were just destroying cars, we didn't do anything. But when I saw one of them taking petrol uh, ball, uh, a bomb um, and trying to enter a house, this is where I decided I have to forget the issue whether I have a permission to you know, jump over or not. And he, with his own team, decided to go there, confront the, ma the mob, try to reason with them not to do this, but when they uh, didn't listen to him, they even started stoning them, actually, the police. And this group decided we'll just, you know, stay put here. Eventually, the mob was, at least from that uh, local area, they were forced to uh, move. And so we see uh, positive signs also. And even now from the reports, uh, some of the neighborhoods now have Hindu-Muslim, you know, neighborhood committees just to safeguard the area from these hooligans who come from outside. And so we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for safety of everyone there, and especially to bless those who are people of conscience, irrespective of their religion, who express their humanity in a very challenging uh, situation. On a local level, I would just say, you know, at least try to do one thing. Send a message to your local MP to ask the Canadian government to at least take a stand on this issue. This is an issue of my protecting the minorities, the issue of, you know, maintaining the secular nature of, uh, you know, India. As Amir al-Mu'mineen in his uh, letter to Malik Ashtar makes a, a statement where he says, فَإِنِّي سَمِعْتُ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم He says, I heard the messenger of Allah saying, فِي غَيْرِ مَوْتِنٍ saying in more than one place. What did the Prophet say? لَن تُقَدَّسْ أُمَّةٌ لَا يُؤْخَذْ لِلْضَعِيفِ فِيَ حَقَّهُمْ مِنَ الْقَوِيِّ He says, no, um, that no community can ever gain sanctity in which the weak does not get his right without fear of speaking. And that is a universal, you know, um, teaching which applies to whether India or other parts of the world, even in Muslim countries, 
as well as in Canada. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to fulfill our duty in these matters. In Ahsan al-Hadith, Kitab Allah al-Aziz, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ مَتَوَاصُوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصُوا بِالصَّبْرِ أعوذ بالله من الشيطان العين الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي لا إله إلا هو الحليم الكريم غافر ذنب وقابل طوب وهو الغفور الرحيم ونشهد أن لا إله إلا هو العطوف العباد بجوده والعواد على المذنبين بحلمه ونشهد أن محمد نبيه وحبيبه صلى الله عليه وآله الداعين لا سبيل الله بالحكمة والموت الحسنة قادة الأمم وأولياء النعمة ومعدن الرحمة أوصيكم بعض الله بطوبة ما صلف من ذنوبكم. In the last, um, I think, two weeks ago, or the last khutbah or the one before, um, we talked about this issue of the coronavirus. That it is, as a virus, it doesn't, you know, differentiate between Asian or European, black and white, rich and poor. Uh, Muslim, non-Muslim, Shia, Sunni, doesn't matter. And therefore, when we talk about the dua, we do dua for everyone, for the total humanity, so that we can be uh, saved uh, as, a, as a human uh, society. I would like to, you know, uh, talk very briefly here about a report that I saw in the uh, Persian version of BBC uh, just in two, three days where this journalist, I don't know where he got this old information from, uh, where he is trying to blame the ulama inside Iran, who that, that they are hindering the efforts of the health officials in, pre, in, in preventing the spread of the virus. And I'm really surprised. Sometimes you know how people, they have own biases and political agenda, and they use even this kind of tragedies. And this was used as it to say, and the title was Religion and Science, you know, Opposing One Another. And when I, even on Monday, ni Monday night when we had the uh, celebration uh, of Viladat, I talked about this issue where I said, look at the situation even in Qom, where the seminary has... Um, you know, closed all the lectures. Schools are closed, of course, uh, there. And some of the senior ulama who uh, normally lead the prayers of uh, Zohran, for example, in Masjid Azam, which is the biggest masjid near the Haram, um, even Ayatollah Jafar Subhani is not coming to the masjid. Uh, basically, there is no namaz jamaat going on. And if you look at all the announcements of the Maraja, Ayatollah Makarim, Ayatollah Wahid, and others, all of them are urging people to listen to the instructions of the health officials. This is the first statement they have. Then they say, and also recite this dua and that dua. So dua is there, but you can't do dua without dua. You have to follow what the medical 
officials are saying about it. And even if you look at the official announcement that they had yesterday, uh, saying that, you know, about 23 major cities, there is no Friday Juma there, Friday prayers. Of course, many people will say, oh, how can we do this is Wajib and this and that, you know, but emergency situation demands emergency rulings. And if this becomes a, a cause of spreading the virus, you know, you have to stop the gatherings. And so in, in, the, in the major cities in, in Iran, Friday prayers has, has been canceled. And there is a very clear uh, ruling. We don't need ishtahad on this issue that if somebody, you know, um, if, if there is, it is known that somebody has been, has been inf in, infected with that virus, that person has a religious duty of isolating himself or herself. Because going into a public gathering, even if it's a religious gathering, you are actually putting others at danger. And Islam doesn't accept it. It is a haram. You don't need any specific fatwa in this issue. And this is to the extent that if you knowingly do that, come into a public gathering knowing that you have this and been infected, infected with this uh, virus, you become liable in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and according to even Islamic laws. Because you are causing this you know, danger uh, in the society. And so, no, there is no dispute on science and religion in this issue from our point of view. Uh, this is just propaganda, one way of, you know, getting, um, trying to uh, tarnish the image of Islam, especially Shiaism on this issue. Yes, ulama have been talking about dua, amal, ziyarati, ashura, and things like that, that you do at your home, which is good. But this doesn't mean that you do not follow the instructions of the health officials. As I said earlier, that virus doesn't know any color, or nationality, or status of a person, or a religion of a person, or the sect of a person. Even if you are a mu'min, believing in the vilayat of Ahlul Bayt, doesn't mean you have been protected. There are some misguided people, and they have been uh, in past, who think that, oh, if you have a true iman, you are protected. And if somebody is not feeling well, they say, ah, maybe your iman is weak. You know, Allah basically condemns such people. During the days of Imam Muhammad al-Baqir, <laughs> there is a group headed by a fellow known as Mughira. Uh, he was a ghali. Ghali means those who are exaggerate the position of the Prophet and the Imams about what they are. And um, that was a problem during those days, days of the Imams, and this is a problem even now. There is a uh, fringe element in the Muslim world who are known as Ghulat. So we have a problem on one, ha one hand, those who put down the position of the Ahlul Bayt, the Muqassireen. On the other extreme, we have those who are known as Ghulat or Ghali, who elevate them about this position that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to them. So somebody came to uh, Imam Muhammad al-Baqir and he asked, uh, uh, this person asked, Imam He says, you know, this Mughira is going around saying that whoever is a true mu'min, 
as this vilayat of Ahlul Bayt, he will never be inflicted with juzam uh, or baras, you know, skin disease or leprosy or this and that. So vilayat basically protects you from all the bala and the disease. An imam says, responds by saying, in kana laghafilan an sahib yaseen. It seems this fellow didn't know the story of Sahib Yasin. In Surah Yasin, there is a story. About this person who came from the other end of the city, supporting those who were the messengers of the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, that person is you know, described in this Surah Yasin as a, as a righteous person. Um, and he was eventually uh, killed because of his belief. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates his uh, situation in Barzakh, where he says, I wish my people would know what is the reward that I got for following these messengers. And you know, so, um, so he was a very righteous person. And Imam says, and not only that, let me you know, also uh, link that to a hadith of the Prophet, where the Prophet says, those who are known to be Siddiqun, who are on the highest level of truth, are only three. One is this Sahib Yaseen, um, uh, and second is Mu'min of Ali Fir'aun, a member from Fir'aun's family who was a believer, but he was in Taqiyya, didn't express openly. And the third, Ali, uh, you know, Prophet says, it's Ali bin Abi Talib. <clears throat> so this Sahib Yasin is on that higher level that even Prophet praises him. And our fifth Imam says, you know, Mughira by saying that, that a mu'min will never be inflicted with disease, he doesn't know the story of this person. This person had leprosy. You know, yet he is on that level. He was Sahib Iman. And then Imam says, إِنَّ الْمُؤْمِنِ يُبْتَلَى بِكُلِّ بَلِيَّةٍ A mu'min can be, you know, put into test by any kind of disease. Allah can do their imtahan and ibtila in that way. وَيَمُوتُ بِكُلِّ مِيتَةٍ And he might die by all different forms of death. So, you know, when we talk about Iman, doesn't mean that this is, you know, vaccination against the worldly problems that we have. No. You know, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would test people by such situations. But the important point at the end in the hadith of the imam is, A mu'min, even if he or she is infected with these kinds of disease, they suffer, yet they do not go to the extent of killing themselves. Suicide is not permissible because that is kind of the ibtila and imtihan and test, test and trial that we go through in this dunya. And so, you know, iman is there, definitely, but even this bala from, you know, in, in this dunya, it is part of uh, human, human life. And so we have to take precaution according to the medical officials as well as do the dua that we have from our resources. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep everyone safe and may he get rid of this uh, virus that we have at the moment in this world.
اللهم صل على سيد المرسلين والشفيل المذنبين نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وعلى إمام المتقين وأمير المؤمنين علي بن أبي طالب صلوات الله عليه وعلى سيدة النساء العالمين سيدتنا فاطمة بنت رسول الله صلوات الله عليها وعلى سيد الشباب أحل الجنة لحسن المجتبى ولحسين الشهيد بكربلاء عليهم الصلاة والسلام اللهم صل على عيمة المسلمين علي بن حسين ومحمد بن علي وجعفر بن محمد وموسى بن جعفر وعلي بن موسى ومحمد بن علي وعلي بن محمد والحسن بن علي عليهم الصلاة والسلام اللهم صل على مولانا لحجة بن الحسن صاحب العصر والزمان ما حيا صار البدء والتغيان هادم يا أبنية الشرك والنفاق حاسد فر البغي والشقاق صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آبائه الكرام ما اتصلت الليال والأيام اللهم عجل فرج وسح المخرج واكحل ناظرنا بنظرة منا إليه واجعلنا من المستشهدين بين يديه اللهم اجعلنا ممن يتذكر فتنفعه الذكرى إن الله يعمر بالعدل والإحسان ويتائز القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون